Hello, everyone, and welcome to Toronto Rock Total Access. I'm Mike Hancock, and we are in for a good one here on Saturday night when the Albany Firewolves come to town. The Toronto Rock looking to start a new winning streak. Of course, last weekend, we were riding an incredible high after beating the Rochester Nighthawks 9-A to come from behind win. Had Rock City just exploded. I mean, it exploded. Let's let's be honest here. Um it was an unbelievable atmosphere on Saturday night in Rock City on March the 4th against Rochester. It uh, it rivaled, I think, some of the biggest games in the history of this great franchise. And if you were there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you watch the stream, you probably got a pretty good vibe, but you got to be there to believe it. And this Saturday night, you've got the opportunity to get back there and, and share in that energy and that awesome environment that is Rock City, and it is thanks to all the fans and and the players, obviously. They're the ones in the end. <laughs> but the fans have just made Rock City a really special place now, and it's, it's an exciting place to be on a Saturday night for sure at First Ontario Centre in Hamilton. And, of course, we can't... Uh, we can't leave out the little piece of bad news from this past week. Of course, the 11-10 loss to the Philadelphia Wings on Monday night on the road. Another great game to watch, really. The Rock pretty well dominated that game from start to finish, but didn't dominate things on the scoreboard, which is obviously the one place you really do want to dominate at the end of the day. An 11-10 loss to Philadelphia despite outshooting the Wings 65-32. to And if you watch the game, you probably know that the Rock hit a lot of posts, just missed their shot, and it's a lot of times cliche in sports to talk about those inches and, and that kind of thing, but I, I don't know if there's been another lacrosse game that I've watched that pops to the top of my head where that was the case here, and the number of posts and just how close the Rock were to scoring so many times, the goal uh, that Challen Rogers scored, and then it got uh, reviewed, and uh, it wasn't in, and Man, it was it was a roller coaster ride on Monday night, but it was uh, great to be a part of, and um, all good things, I guess, must come to an end, or maybe just a pause in this case, because the Rock have a chance to start a new winning streak here on Saturday night when they take on the Albany Firewolves on Indigenous Heritage Night. It is going to be a great evening, and we should let everybody know if you didn't know already. But I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do know that our game-worn jersey, helmet, and shorts auction is underway, and you can place a bid at torontorock.com slash auction. So without any further ado, let's jump into our chat with Toronto Rock head coach Matt Sawyer to get this game teed up. Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. I'm Mike Hancock, and I am now joined by the head coach of the Toronto Rock, Matt Sawyer. Matty, how are you doing today? I'm doing uh, doing great. Always good to be here. How about that snow? We're recording this on Friday. This is becoming a weekly event here, This these snowstorms. Like, this is... We haven't had a winter like this in a long You're time, You're on the Doppler, Matty. weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Not as much as some others that I've heard love the Doppler. The Doppler radar. You got to follow, follow that with all the, the travel we got coming in. So yeah, yeah. but uh, Tommy's on his plane. That's good. good to Tom Schreiber's on his way in, so that's uh, great news. But uh, I'm sick of the winter. How about you? 
Yeah, spring can come uh, anytime. Really, we've had a pretty mild one. But okay, well, um, <clears throat> good chat about the seasonal uh, yes, weather. That's that's good. Bring on the spring, right? Yeah, yeah. Bring on maybe another winning streak. Maybe another starting winning streak. that already. Yeah. yeah. Well, can't get a streak until you get one. So <laughs> that's the, the plan on Saturday night. So um, it's good uh, good run there. But uh, um, time for us to. Uh, Let's get back on track here Saturday against uh, Albany. Well, I wanted Albany. to, uh, yes, Albany. <laughs> wanted to talk about just kind of, uh, I don't know, I guess not measuring the highs and lows, but just, you know, dealing with them and managing them, I guess, and not getting too high because I'm sure that, you know, Saturday night's game, the win over Rochester was amazing. Like one of the best games I've ever been a part of um, while I've been a part of the Toronto Rock organization, I can say. It was right up there, I would say. You've got, for me anyways, the 2011 championship game. And then I think that is in the conversation for one of the next best environments. And I think a lot of that comes from the, uh, you know, off-floor stuff too. I guess maybe the business side as well. The Tim Hicks concert was awesome. Fans loved it. Not sure how your family liked it. Maybe they loved it. Yeah, they loved that they one. Love yeah, it. they yeah. loved Tim Hicks. So, they loved the whole night. And um, yeah, it was uh, it was an awesome atmosphere in there. And uh, you know, it was uh, one of our better crowds uh, uh, since we've been in uh, been in Hamilton. And and um, you know, I think the the game played into uh, you know the overall the the way the night was and the feel in there. Uh, just us. Uh, battling back and sticking with it and a little bit of rough stuff, which always gets the uh, crowd involved. Just a real intense game. It was a, a playoff type game. There was a lot uh, uh, from our standpoint, and I'm sure Rochester's as well, a lot on the line. You had two teams going in there with two losses. We had already lost to them, so we knew that um, you know we had to win that game or else we were going to be essentially two behind them in the loss column. So um, you wrap that all, all together and you get uh, – Get what you got, and, and it was good that we were able to uh, come out with the uh, uh, with the win on a on a night like that. But it was an awesome atmosphere in there, and hopefully we can uh, duplicate that a few more times. So Saturday night, like we're talking about, the atmosphere was great. The anticipation, the build up for this matchup, I think it lived up to the hype. And I actually wanted to trace things back right to the start of that game when we had some technical dif- difficulties in the sure. building. Um, <laughs> What are you doing as the coach? I know you're concerned. Obviously, there's replay situation there and, you know, the ability to, you know, per the rule book, you have to supply replays on the Jumbotron. They have to be of quality and fairness so that, you know, teams can have a look at them and make sure that, uh, you know, they have, you know, a good foundation, I guess, to be able to make a decision on whether or not to throw a challenge flag. And that could have been extremely hampered because not only was it not going to the Jumbotron, it was also not going to the monitor in the box. So the referees wouldn't even have been able to review anything at that point. So there's a lengthy delay. So what are you doing as the coach, even just with the players trying to keep the guys focused and, and just battling through what was a 12 plus minute delay there that was quite unexpected. Is that what it was? 12? I believe um, so, yeah. Yeah, well, the first the question was just about the replay, right? And, you know, some teams in this league have, uh, um, you know, they have video feeds to their bench, and, and the question just was, uh, 
um, with the uh, scoreboard being down, uh, uh, how the uh, you know the replay situation I guess was going to be handled, and, and you know when that happens you don't know if it's going to get fixed, right? So um, you know the the first question to the referees was if it stays like that, is it? You know I just assumed we would uh, proceed the ga- uh, with the game, um, and not allowing challenges, right? So. Uh, it's funny because when I brought it to uh, um, to their attention, that was the first they uh, uh, they noticed that the board was out. So you're just sitting and uh, waiting for um, for that to get uh, corrected or for direction on how we're going to proceed with the game. But the, the guys were real locked in, and um, that had uh, had uh, no effect on, on the start or anything like that. If anything, it, you know, maybe built a little anticipation in the uh, in the building for everyone, right? Yeah, it was uh, one of those unique situations that I think the fans also made the best of it, getting engaged and whatnot. But, uh, you know, that lacrosse game, it it was, like you say, there was some rough stuff. There was some physical stuff involved there, um, you know, but just great character shown by the team. And I know it's a cliche question that gets thrown out there, but, you know, we've often seen in the Rock City Unplugged documentary, new episode dropped on Friday, by the way, um, you know, you see sometimes at halftime you challenge the team, right? And this was a game where, you know, you needed to do some work. You needed to, uh, you know, in the second half come back in this game and and, and try to win this thing. Um, what was what was that like, I guess, going through that, um, you know, and, and just to see how the team battled to win that game? Yeah, it was um, you know in that, those situations you, you you talked about challenging them at, at halftime at times and you know I think as a coach you need to pick your spots you can't be doing that uh, um, continually and and uh, you know we have a group uh, you know I'm trying to think back to uh, um, to the half there with uh, the game on Monday night but um, you know we felt uh, um, we were in a, in a good spot um, we just. Uh, um, realized um you know what was at stake and and um you know we just talked about playing with a, a sense of urgency uh don't waste uh don't waste shifts and um, value every single possession and uh, every uh, defensive uh um set out there just uh, just focus on being good for uh, for the next 30 minutes and um you know uh, able to pull it out there we get three uh uh, you know, um, Burnsy's uh, goal was a, a little bit of a gift uh, with a miscue from uh, their goaltender, but um, you know the, the, the arena kind of erupted there with the Phil Mazuka goal, and then Brandon Slade, who's uh, been outstanding for us in uh, a lot of areas uh, this year, um, you know, gets the uh, gets the winner there with about four minutes left. So um, we one goal game, and we get uh, three goals from. Uh, um, from Sheldon, Phil, and, and Brandon, so that's uh, that's kind of what we are, just to find a way to win, and um, the guys left uh, uh, a lot on the floor in that game. It was a tough game. You talk about it being physical and, and the fights, but that was just uh, every uh, every shift out there was a, a battle, and, um, you know, we paid a, a big price to get that win, and you always feel good because sometimes you do that and, and you don't come out uh, being successful. So involved in <clears throat> two relatively... Uh... You know, low-scoring games really by NLL standards over the over the past week here. Eleven ten, the loss on on Monday night in Philadelphia. Have you been involved in many games like that where you outshoot an opponent? You double up on the <laughs> sixty-five thirty-two, the 
the final shots there and you know you come out on the on the losing end of it and you know it's not for lack of opportunities it's not for lack of effort it's not for lack of trying just not your night but it it's sometimes it feels like you know when that does come up maybe it's the shots are closer the game is a little bit more back and forth and a little closer overall but you know when you really do look at the script from that game it's like it was pretty one-sided everywhere except the scoreboard yeah our, um you know our execution just looking back at it we just uh, we generated a lot of shots and um, but our execution just needs to be um, needs to be better. Uh, it reminded me a lot of uh, um, one of our losses early in the season, especially in the second half in, in Rochester. Um, but in both those situations, we we dug ourselves a hole, and and we call that we we're chasing the game, right? So um, we just need to uh, need to be better early on. And um, we felt if we didn't let that game get away from us, and that's what we talked about at the half, that eventually the tide was going to uh, uh, going to turn, but you get down nine five. It's uh, you know it's tough to come back, and and we did everything we could. Um, you know that's the positive. Uh, uh, looking back on the Philadelphia game, there certainly was no uh, uh, no quit in our group. And um, when we got it to nine nine, you felt like we were going to find a way to pull another one out. But uh, uh, credit to them, we get nine nine, and they get to uh, um, you know they score right away. We have an opportunity off the bench where uh, uh, Higgins at nine nine Higgins makes a stop on Corey and they go the other way and execute a, a good pick and roll and uh, go up ten nine and and um, you know the eleventh one was uh, um, you know I guess a behind the back transition when a um, tough one to stop and <clears throat> it just uh, went in the right spot. So wasn't our night um, effort was there execution could be better but. Uh, um, that's not one when you come, you know, we're disappointed in the result and, and there was an opportunity there for us, but, um, you know, uh, we worked hard. When you try to sum up that game on Monday night, I know in the post game, uh, interviews, it, it was tough to, <laughs> it, it was tough to kind of get a real read on what, what the vibe was, because I, I almost wish that I would have been able to see kind of the faces and hear from more of the guys actually after the game. Do you classify it as, you know, frustration or is it disappointment? Is it a missed opportunity? And I know you just use some of those words to describe it, but, you know, generally speaking, I guess, or, or maybe there is a number of words to describe that one, but, um, you know, you, obviously with winning eight games in a row, you probably hadn't seen that look in the dressing room in a long time, if ever this season. Um, and it's probably something you don't want to, you know, to happen again, obviously, but, what you know how do you how do you sum that up if you had to throw one or two words at it and and why i i think it was good um you know uh we have high expectations and and we've created them and um you know i think there was disappointment from the standpoint okay we were so close and we just fell short but as a group we didn't think that uh um we were at our best uh um you know, uh, executing what we wanted to do. And, and that's probably where the disappointment is because uh, um, we felt if we were uh, a little bit better in a couple of areas, we're probably successful that night. But uh, um, you now know, when you say that, do you think it's a feeling of almost everybody thought they could have been a little bit better and maybe that, you know, the guys look around the room and you always talk about that, you know, you, 
you got to give everything for the guy next to you and he gives everything for the guy next to you and that kind of thing. And, and maybe did some guys almost feel like maybe they let down the guy next to him because it, it just seemed like it was this different vibe after the loss. And, and I'm not talking about this really honestly in a negative way, but it's almost showing like what? just how much, how much the guys really care. That's right? why and, I say, you know, want that, to win. Yeah, that reaction, uh, um, is, is good to see. And, uh, um, you know, listen, like you're not going to win every, uh, every night out. And that was a game where we thought we, uh, um, put over, you know, uh, a good effort. Uh, um, but, um, we've, uh, created an environment where our expectations are, uh, are sky high and, um, you know, just playing well and falling a little bit short, just, uh, um, isn't good enough for us. And that's, that's what you want. You don't want someone to, uh, um, or a, a group uh, of the team you don't want to be uh satisfied with oh you know we we, we tried hard and um we'll get them next time now you, you know you do have to turn the page and, and look forward you're asking i don't you know i don't uh, um know about individuals and and uh, you know each and every night i'm sure there's uh, guys that come out of there and feel they could have been a, a little bit better but we have a we have a group that uh, you know they uh, laid on the line and, and we're not shortchanged for uh, effort and commitment uh, out of our individual players too often. I'm glad we talked that through. Yeah. I, I was really, and I'm, I'm being honest here. I was really trying to, f- to figure out what that feeling was. We're probably after pissed the off. Game. Well, yeah, but well, all these things, right. That well, like, you know, what, what, like I keep saying like, <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is just trying to figure out what that actual feeling was you know what i mean after the game and and just us talking through it i think it was good and it's now not, i now not, i understand it more like it's not good no I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. And, but it's not good because again like you say the high expectations sure. and you know the these guys had a clear or do have still a clear goal in mind you know for what this season should be and maybe what happened on monday night wasn't part of their their vision well, it's been a while since we had uh, tasted defeat, right? And um, the only thing you can do is uh, is um, get better and go through those situations and get better for uh, uh, for for being in them. And uh, now it flips; it's up to us to uh, learn from that game and uh, um, be a better team uh, uh, for it. And um, you know, you're never going to go undefeated, but uh, um, we want to get back on track on Saturday night for sure. So let's talk about Saturday night and uh, this Albany team that comes in with only a couple of wins this year. Um, You know, they started off the season. They won a big game early. They beat the Buffalo Bandits. Um, They've struggled quite a bit since. Um, What do you make of this team coming in? I know uh, you do always talk about respecting your opponent and, um, you know, that's something that is woven into the fabric of this team and, and something that you preach. So obviously a team coming in here with a, a two and eight record uh, on the surface doesn't look like they could be a threat kind of thing to the average fan, so to speak. But uh, this is obviously uh, a team that is capable of, of winning games and beating, you know, some of the best teams in the league. And the fact they beat Buffalo earlier this year. For sure, uh, every team um, in this league is capable of uh, uh, of beating anyone. Um, you know, you start. Uh, they got uh, one of the top goaltenders uh, in the league. Um, 
they're a team that doesn't beat themselves. They've uh, done a good job of uh, um, getting off the floor offensively, so it's a tough team to uh, create uh, transition on. Um, they play a pressure defense where they uh, um, get on your hands and, and uh, um, athletic kind of defense and try to speed you up. They're coming in here with, I'm sure, um, you know, there's, there's no pressure when you have uh, um, coming into uh, to Hamilton and, and uh, you've had the season that uh, they've had. So uh, those are dangerous teams because I'm sure, um, you know, those players are just going out there and they're, they're playing loose and, uh, um, you know, you need to be careful of... Uh, of uh, that type of team and and uh, the way you neutralize that is uh is to make sure you're uh, you're at your best yourself but um you know we'll uh, we'll have our hands full we have our hands full every night uh um regardless of the uh, the opponent and and uh, since i've been here um albany is uh um and before that new england they've uh, they've played us real tough so uh we won't be underestimating uh, them and, and we don't underestimate anyone is it any more difficult to prepare for this Albany team this year? Because they did go through quite a transformation on offense uh, this offseason. I know you have access, obviously, to all kinds of video and all that kind of thing. But, you know, usually you also have a little bit of a frame of reference to draw from from previous seasons playing the same team. But is preparation a little bit different this year, given that you guys haven't played Albany yet and their offense is basically completely different than what you would have yeah. saw last year. Yeah, a little different from the standpoint. We'll try to um, educate and bring our guys up to uh, uh, up to speed with uh, with their personnel. Um, they have uh, different players for sure. Uh, their offense is uh, still structured very much uh, uh, the same. And, uh, you know, our coaches do a good job of, uh, of highlighting that and, um, you know, uh, and pointing that out going into, uh, into games and, uh, we have a group that, uh, that puts work into, uh, I guess, uh, studying the opponent. But uh, yes, to your question, um, they have uh, uh, they've turned over a lot of their personnel from uh, from the past. So um, we'll make sure everybody's aware of uh, who's wearing what number. <laughs> as they we'll a- hand out I- programs. As they <laughs> asked you there, they made uh, made a few uh, uh, transactions yesterday, and I was. Uh, uh, struggled finding uh, numbers for a couple of guys that wasn't on their website. Yes. Well, we solved that problem this morning. Yes, we did. Seven a.m. Early. <laughs> I had to try to get ahead of this snow. You were smart. Well, I am still like I'm looking out the window from where I can't see, and it is just white. Like that's all you see is that's just what snow is. Why just <laughs> white yeah. out the windows from the uh, second floor here at the uh, Mecca for Lacrosse, the Toronto Rock Athletic Center. All the words today, hey? <laughs> All right, Maddie. Well, I think we'll wrap this up. It was a great chat. I actually learned a lot. It was fantastic. And uh, looking forward to Saturday night. I always like educating you. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll do this again soon, I'm sure. I'm uh, glad we got some time to chat. And uh, good luck on Saturday. Yeah, enjoy the game. All right, that was Toronto Rock head coach Matt Sawyer. We'll take a short break here on Toronto Rock Total Access and be back to wrap it up. Back to wrap things up here on Toronto Rock Total Access. Matt Sawyer, our guest, thank you very much to the head coach of the Toronto Rock for giving us a bit of time and also uh, talking about weather trends here in the uh, GTHA. 
as we are recording this, we're getting dumped on with quite a blast of snow here on a Friday afternoon in Oakville uh, at the track. It is uh, a snow-covered winter wonderland here, that is for sure. Um, but Saturday night, we'll turn the temperature right back up in Rock City. Toronto Rock, Albany Firewolves, the game is also available on TSN4 and TSM Plus live at 7 p.m. from First Ontario Centre in Hamilton. Tickets are still available for the game. And if you're wondering what is going on for Indigenous Heritage Night, the best thing to do is go to torontorock.com and check out the article that's posted there, just outlining everything that's going on in the evening and also some new merch being rolled out for this game with proceeds going to the Downey Wenjack Fund. So it is going to be an awesome night. Last year's game was incredible, uh, both on and off the floor. Everything uh, going on in and around the game is just... uh, it's a great evening to be a part of, and if you missed it last year, highly, highly advise you to make sure you are in Rock City on Saturday night for Indigenous Heritage Night when the Rock take on the Albany Firewolf. 7 o'clock game time. Make sure you're in your seat a little bit early so you don't miss out on any of the pregame ceremonies that are taking place as a part of Indigenous Heritage Night. Uh, you want to make sure you're there to take in the whole thing. So. TorontoRock.com for tickets, Ticketmaster.ca for tickets. Get them now and be in Rock City on Saturday night. From there, we're going to have a little break in terms of home games. We're not back at home again until April the 1st against the Buffalo Bandits, the game that almost everybody has had circled. And if you are waiting to buy tickets for that game, don't, because the lower bowl is trending, I would say, to being... uh, sold out well before we get to April the 1st. So the Upper Bowl will uh, eventually get opened, more than likely for that game. But uh, get your tickets now if you want a seat in the Lower Bowl. That's just my piece of advice if you've listened all the way to the end of, all the way to the end of this edition of the podcast. I think that'll bit wrap things up. Great show today. Thanks a lot, Matty Sawyer, for... Again, lending us a few minutes here as we get teed up for Saturday night's game against the Albany Firewolves as the Toronto Rock look to start a new streak. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. That's all. Another edition of Toronto Rock Total Access is over and done with. I am Mike Hancock saying we will chat next week.